We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. When they measured the strength afterward, they found the group that had imagined strengthening their finger, their strength increased by 35%. All right, 35% just from imagining it. And these are not trained athletes, right? These are just what we would call a sedentary subject. Um, the ones who envisioned the elbow flexion of the bicep, their strength increased by almost 14%. There was no change in the control, of course. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Labels podcast with yours truly, Joel Salatin, the farmer and our favorite researcher, Dr. Sina McCullough. Today, she's going to give us information from a practical study. Many of you who are longtime listeners know that we have routinely touched on the the mind-body connection, how powerful your mind, your your thinking, your mental state, your spiritual state, your emotions are in maintaining health and wellness. And Sina has uncovered a, a fascinating study that puts, shall we say, uh, arms and legs, uh, hands <laughs> and feet on this idea as a practical matter to not only affirm this, but also give us a chance to where uh, each of us can actually step in to the profound implications of literally wrapping our heads around <laughs> our body. So, uh, so <laughs> is that fair? I don't know. I'll, I don't know if I'll literally wrap my head around my body, but <laughs> I guess All maybe right. I guess neuronal connections from my head, yes, could wrap around my body. You are correct, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So go ahead, uh, Stina, and bring us up to speed on what you found. Okay. And I have to say, you know, one of the reasons why I love talking with you, I can geek out with you and, and you accept it. Like you're right there with me geeking out. <laughs> okay. So I found this study and, um, and then many more like it. And I thought this was so fascinating. I couldn't wait to share. What if I told you, Joel, that you can change your physicality based on just your thoughts alone? So in other words, you could actually increase your muscular strength, like in your bicep, without doing any kind of physical exercise, but by just imagining the exercise in your mind. I mean, does that sound crazy or does that sound pretty cool? <laughs> uh, it, sound, it sounds pretty amazing. So uh, so you mean if I think hard enough, I can look like Harrison Ford? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, I re I remember seeing I remember seeing it years ago reading about a uh, a uh, um, a behavioral one of these studies that took a basketball team and they divided the basketball team into three groups. One practiced normally and you know shot the basketball, and another one uh, they practiced all the things but they didn't have a basketball, and then and then another group didn't didn't practice didn't do anything. That was the control. And what they found was the difference between the ones that had the basketball and the ones that imagined they had a basketball was there was almost no difference between those two. The 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 ones the control that didn't do anything well they they didn't get they you know they weren't very good, but it was amazing how close the ones who 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 practiced you know shooting um, and practiced passing and dribbling but didn't have a basketball, they were not that far off from the ones that actually had a basketball. Yeah. And you're talking about in actually making the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, yes. Yes. In, yes. In, 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 in actual basketball skill, in actual basketball skill, the ones who didn't have the basketball, they were not quite as good as the ones that had the basketball, but they, but they were, the point is they were not far off. You know, if, if the ones that had the basketball were, let's just say, you know, uh, uh, 80, a hundred percent, the ones that didn't, were like 80 and the ones that didn't do the control group was like, you know, 30. Okay. Percentile. Yeah. So, so, you know, clearly just, just going through the motions and imagining it with no basketball um, was, was world's improvement over no imagination. Yes. Yeah. And so, so what I'm going to share today piggybacks on that it goes beyond that but you are absolutely correct that's you know what we call sports psychology and that's a long-standing practice uh at least i know of athletes dating back to like the 70s right using mental um, imagery to improve their skill um tiger woods did this you know jack nicholas did this um like a lot of greats would talk about how they would imagine it and it would improve uh, like the golf stroke. And for instance, um, I did this, you know, not many people know this about me, but I was a competitive athlete for many years um, as an all American diver and champion mountain biker. And one reason why I was able to get to that level was because of my ability to imagine the exercise before doing it. So going into a dive, for instance, I would sit there with my eyes closed and I would visualize the dive, you know, exactly what angles I wanted to hit, where my arm was going to be. And I would, I would visualize it over and over and over. Um, and so this, that's a known, right. That's widely known. We have 
whole departments devoted to that in colleges, um, like exercise psychology departments. Um, and I think a lot of times though, there's two things. I think when we talk about imagining something, we usually think of it as like an athlete doing it, like for a performance, right? Trying to hit a certain goal um, mm. and part of their training. The second part is we usually think of it as a skill, right? Like you're saying, oh, can I shoot the basketball or whatever? Or can I improve my, my golf swing? But we don't necessarily think of it as mental imaging, right? M imagining it in your mind, being able to actually strengthen the muscle, like physically strengthen that muscle and even cause hypertrophy, right? Or muscle growth. But that's actually what we're seeing now in different studies. So I'm gonna share the first study I found that I thought was fascinating. This came out of the Cleveland Clinic, um, the Cleveland Clinic Foundation in Ohio. And what they did was they took 30 young, healthy volunteers and they split them into different groups. One group trained to perform a mental contraction of their little finger. So they didn't actually contract it, they did it in their mind. So it's called a mental contraction. The second group did mental contractions with the elbow. A third group did nothing. And then a fourth group actually did physical contractions of the little finger, all right? And they compared those groups. They, they trained for 12 weeks, five days a week, but only 15 minutes a day, right? I mean, 15 minutes a day, you could do that on your lunch break, right? Just sitting at your desk, even visualizing. So when they, when they measured the strength afterward, they found the group that had imagined strengthening their finger, their strength increased by 35%. All right, 35% just from imagining it. And these are not trained athletes, right? These are just what we would call a sedentary subject. Um, the ones who envisioned the elbow flexion of the bicep, their strength increased by almost 14%. There was no change in the control, of course. Now, the ones who did the physical strength training, their finger strength increased by 53%. So 35% imagining it versus 53% of actually doing it, but it was still mm -hmm. significant, right? This is a significant increase in strength. This was actually repeated. So there've been many, many studies since then that have repeated this, and some are having less of a difference between the mental contraction and the physical contraction. So- in 2014, there was a study that somebody who actually did the physical contraction of the muscle, their strength increased by 30%. The ones who envisioned it, the strength increased by 22%, right? And so um, one more that I just wanted to share, and then I want to dive into application and what this could actually mean for us. Um, a study out of, another study out of Ohio, what they did was they took subjects and they wrapped their one of their wrists in a cast, right? Fully immobilized the wrist. And they did that for four weeks. One group of subjects got no instructions whatsoever. The other group was told for 11 minutes a day. So just 11 minutes, five days a week, they were to intensely imagine doing an exercise. Okay. Like full focus, imagining doing the exercise. And then they also did magnetic, magnetic imaging of the brain to see what would happen, okay? And what they found was the ones who imagined it had um, their strong, they, their strength increased, it, would, it doubled. They were two times stronger than the other group. And the brain was also stronger. 
So the mental exercise strengthens um, that the muscles in the wrist, and it also strengthened the neuronal pathways. So they made new neuronal connections in the brain. And so the study authors concluded this. What our study suggests is that imagery exercises can be a valuable tool to prevent or slow down muscle from becoming weaker when a health problem limits or restricts a person's mobility, right? This information may fundamentally change how we think about muscle weakness in the elderly. So I think this is fascinating because there's so many different applications here. You know, one, like they said, is we tend to have this thought in our minds that as we age, we get weaker, right? We go through what's called hypertrophy. We lose muscle mass. And that actually doesn't have to be the case, right? You, even if, like they're saying, even if you're in a cast, right? Even if you suffered like a stroke, right? Or some kind of acute injury, um, if you're chronically sick, like, you know how I was so sick, I couldn't get off the floor, right? Um, if you're too fatigued, too weak to actually exercise, um, maybe your, your balance is off. And so it's difficult for you to exercise. Um, any of those conditions, hypertrophy can happen very quickly. But what they're showing here is that you can actually prevent it from happening just by doing the exercises in your mind. And I'll go one beyond that. Other studies have shown that not only can you prevent the loss of muscle mass in any of these health conditions or with age, you can actually gain muscle mass through this mental imagery. Uh, this can also be applied. You know, we're we're now into um, go into the new year. People tend to do New Year's resolutions about like weight loss or going to the gym, right, to gain strength or or lose weight. Well, an easy way that you can do that is, you know, well, a lot of times people tend to fail at those resolutions, right? Like we start out hard. Maybe we go to the gym, get a gym membership or whatnot, or we start a diet um, and then we, we kind of stop doing it, <laughs> right? Um, and part of that is because we just bite off more than we can chew sometimes. And so one solution to that is if you want to try to find something that is sustainable, right? Something that's sustainable, you can do small bouts at a time and you can start with even the mental side of it, just visualizing yourself doing the exercise because you do improve strength when you do that, which actually, because muscle is so metabolically, metabolically active, it will actually help you to lose weight. Um, and, and, and also when you visualize things, what studies have shown is that you can decrease food cravings even. So food cravings, you can imp improve sleep, all of these things, all of these components are essential if you're trying to change your health, right? Whether you're trying to lose weight or gain muscle mass or reverse the disease, they're all essential. And you can actually start achieving them through imagining things. Um, and then also, I want to just piggyback on that and I'll throw it back to you. Um, if you, studies have shown that the ideal situation is if you, imagine it and then do it. So if you pair the two together, right? It's mm -hmm. called dual training. 
So let's say you did have a resolution of uh, I'm going to start working out more. That's fantastic, right? I fully support that. Like I'm not telling anybody to not exercise, right? My my area of emphasis in grad school was exercise. So I'm I'm a big proponent of exercise. But what I'm what I am saying is that you can become more efficient and more effective um, at achieving your goals if you implement some of these ideas. So if you are going to start exercising, visualize it. And then as you're doing the exercise, you actually visualize the muscles, right? It, like if you're doing squats and say you want to tone your butt, <laughs> right? Common thing for a girl. You actually visualize the muscles activating and becoming stronger. And you visualize what you want it to look like. You visualize your end goal. And we're also, most of us are very tactile creatures. So touch is very important. So when, when I trained as an athlete and when I train now, you know, it's just like the busy mom, I actually touch the muscle group that I'm trying to activate, that I'm trying to improve. So if I'm doing squats, I'm touching my legs, right? I'm imagining the muscles contracting and I'm touching the legs. All of this has been shown through studies to actually um, make your workout more efficient and more effective. So there's all kinds of things you can do um, to help yourself achieve different goals, no matter what it is, you know, weight loss, muscle mass, food craving, disease reversal, better sleep, whatever it is on your list, integrating visualization is going to help you achieve it faster and more effectively. So you mean, you mean uh, if before I get out of bed in the morning, if I spend 15 minutes um, going into a trance and imagining uh, doing a hundred sit-ups that I'll wake up with a six pack. Well, <laughs> if you did it long enough, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's really easy for us to sit here and, kind of be like, uh-huh, like poo-poo the idea because we take ourselves for granted, right? We sell ourselves short so often. And I think that it's really easy. And I, I've done this too. We take the gifts that God give us, has given us for granted, right? Mm -hmm. He gave these amazing abilities to us. And we've talked about them on this program, like the ability of your body to heal. If your body can heal itself from a disease, it can create more muscle tone. It can create that six pack, Joel. I mean, now of course, <laughs> there's other things involved in a six pack, right? You gotta, you can't be eating donuts when you wake up, you know? I'll imagine when I'm eating the donut that I'm not eating the donut. <laughs> that this, can is work. A, this, is not, this is not a donut. It's a, it's a carrot, you know, dude, that can actually, I think it's the first time I've called you dude, but <laughs> that, yes. Yeah. Farmer Joel, the dude, um, that can, I'm not kidding. That can actually work because it, and this is, you can connect this to biblical practices as well, right? The Bible tells you to speak life over your body, not to speak death. Right. So it is so true that what you command your body is most of us have it flipped. Most of us are letting the body control the mind, right? And, right, and right. now we're getting into the area of like Dr. Joe Dispenza, where he helps you to, to flip that back around and have the mind control over the body. So you program your body, right? It's like, it's like programming in a computer, the hardware and the software, you actually program it with your beliefs, your, your thoughts, 
you, you know, whatever your thoughts are, they create the emotions and creates your beliefs. So by changing your thoughts, you change all that. And we know that your thought controls your gene expression. Thank you for joining us on Beyond Labels. Our mission with this podcast is to make it accessible to everyone. But we are behind a paywall because the issues we discuss are often subject to censorship. We've run into that. And so we have an extremely modest paywall to let us have the freedom to discuss the kind of issues we want to discuss in the way we want to discuss them. And you can become a member and enjoy all this content by clicking on the description box below. We look forward to having you join our family.